I'm your host, Rabbi Linda Schreiner Khan, and welcome to Tehillah Talks, where teens engage in honest conversation with their rabbi about what it means to be Jewish in the world today. In the second episode of Tehillah Talks, we will be discussing Bar and Bat Mitzvah, Jasmine's experience as well as that of Julian. Welcome. So you chose uh, this evening's topic of uh, bar and bat mitzvah. And, you know, when I say bar and bat mitzvah, what comes to your mind? You're both past it. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's become a memory in your own, you know, for yourselves. And you know my story that I, uh, I wasn't allowed to have one when I was, quote unquote, the proper age. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I wasn't, wouldn't have been allowed to have a repeat of performance. In other words, I, I would not have been allowed to be called to the Torah subsequent to my bat mitzvah. And when I was told that, I said, thank you, but no thank you. So, and I didn't do it until after I graduated from college. So, your stories, your response to bar and bat mitzvah. Um, so, for me, I was the only one in like my, oh, I don't want to say this to like, if I say something offensive, please cut it out. (laughs) 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 I was the only one in like my generation of immediate family to get bar bat mitzvah. And I did it originally because I thought it would be important for my grandparents to feel like they, like it was something that made them happy to have someone who was like, carrying on tradition in a way. So that's why I originally did it. Also because I've always been interested in doing something to like bring myself closer to Jewish culture because I didn't really grow up religious. So I think it was my way of like connecting with Judaism was why I originally decided to get bat mitzvahed. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I originally think of is like for me it was something about like something I did for other people, but also something I did for myself and my identity or like finding my identity. Yeah, it was very similar for me. My mom, well, I didn't, just like you, Jasmine, like I didn't, I wasn't raised very religious. Like one of my parents isn't Jewish, Mm -hmm. just like you. So I had a very similar view of it. And originally when I was like becoming, when I was getting towards the age where like I had to start getting ready, my mom gave me the option not to have it. So I didn't feel very Jewish. So like kind of doing a ceremony that would make me Jewish for the rest of my life, or that was my understanding of it, did not appeal at all to me. So I said no. And then she changed her mind and it wasn't a choice. And we had like a huge fight over that. And I didn't end up getting bar mitzvah until I think I was 15. Yeah, 15. Yeah. And I think it was more coming to terms with the fact that like being Jewish wasn't something like it wasn't one definition like i wasn't signing on to be a part of something yeah like i wasn't yeah being jewish isn't just like one thing you know so i think between ages 13 and 15 i realized the type of jewish that i wanted to be and i kind of came to terms with that fact that like yeah like i i kind of invented my definition of judaism and i wanted to have a bar mitzvah to like solidify that like identity I'd created in those two years. And like kind of, I saw it as more of a commitment 
to those values than anything else than like a coming of age ceremony because I was already over 13, you know? So, yeah. But it was still a coming of age ceremony. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean. But in a different way. With more maturity. I think, whole, so yeah, my, I think the whole concept of coming to age just like didn't really appeal to me at all. Like not just bar mitzvahs, but like sweet 16s, whatever the case may be. I just don't really buy it, you know? It's, there's no ceremony that's going to make you an adult. Mm-hmm. I think that's interesting, though, that we both got our bat mitzvah because we genuinely wanted to. Yeah. And, like, it came from a place of, like, like, it was a choice. And, like, I think that's an important thing about getting our bat mitzvah. It's, like, I feel like sometimes people don't realize that it's kind of important or it's, like, it has, like, a lot of, like it is sort of a commitment to what your values are and it's a reaffirmation of like your Mm -hmm. identity, whatever you want it to be, but it's like, it's a big deal and like, it should be like a choice. It should be up to you if you want to do that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I felt very pressured into it and that's kind of what turned me off. Like I didn't, yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's one of my big qualms with coming of age ceremonies is like, it's, it's so much pressure. You don't have control over turning 13, you know? So I don't know. I, I feel like it's kind of unfair. It's interesting. Historically, we're told that a 12-year-old girl and a 13-year-old boy, Mishnaik, is at that age, they're obligated to take on responsibility. That's it. That's all that the Mishnah says, right? And then in the 5th century, there's a saying that a father is no longer responsible for the deeds of their child when they turn this age. Mm-hmm. So it's, which is interesting because it's not about the kid doing anything. It's the father saying, uh, you know, yeah. it's on them. Yeah, you yeah. Know, talk to them. They broke that window. You talk to them. Uh, right. That's what that is. And it isn't really until the 14th century that we have examples of um, men at that point, young men, being called for an at the Torah. So this is an evolving um, process. Yeah. yeah. And, and the first uh, girl to have a bat mitzvah was, uh, uh, was Mordecai Kaplan's daughter in 1922. So for girls, it's less than a hundred years old. Mm-hmm. That's, that was, yeah, that was something that I was going to bring up is that like, it's so weird how like, cause it used to be something that girls wasn't really an option and I think that was another reason why I wanted to get bat mitzvah because like I was like oh I can do this so that's cool <laughs> like you know I have been not able to do this yeah well, and also you could do this and and once you did this uh you would always be seen as a member of the community yeah, Whereas, that was important for me too. Yeah, right. that, that was one of like the things that scared me about it is I didn't really want to be a part of the Jewish community. So it's interesting that that was sort of what you wanted and what I was afraid of. Well, it's like I feel like it's not that strong. Yeah, it was like something that it took. It's like a journey that you get to. Like I wasn't just mm-hmm. like straight into life. Like my mission is to get bat mitzvah and be accepted into the Jewish community. But it was something that I think as I sort of became a part of the Jewish community, I wanted. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I don't know if that makes sense. No, but that makes like, perfect sense. Yeah. It wasn't really what I went into getting bat mitzvah wanting. What I went into getting bat mitzvah or like how I started Hebrew school was mainly like 
my grandparents and I like wanted to do it as something that I thought would make them happy and I thought would make me happy as well because I liked I was always like really big on like tradition for like every part of my family like I was really also into like my Scottish clan flag when I was 11 (laughs) so like it was just something that I thought was like I was really into like my identity and like discovering who I was and heritage and all that stuff but it became something more it's funny that you bring up the Scottish clan thing because (laughs) my my dad is also Scottish and we have like um like an Uh emblem or something like that yeah yeah the Scottish people are very like (laughs) um (laughs) well so but 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 in common is this sense of tradition yeah Yeah. right and that that that's a value Mm -hmm. yeah and what Jasmine said about like becoming a part of the community I think that like I think what happened to me was not having a bar mitzvah made me a part of the community by chance because I ended up working at the Hebrew school and, you know, I always hated Hebrew school as a, like a kid. I really did not enjoy it whatsoever. But as an, as like an older person observing it, I saw what was really unique and valuable about it. And it, it just like kind of, it completely turned me around. Like, I think if I hadn't worked at the Hebrew school, which I easily like could not have, like I easily could have gone down a different path. I wouldn't be Jewish whatsoever. Like it wouldn't have any part of my life. So yeah, like once, once I did that, I wanted to be a part of at least that Jewish community. And I think I also like kind of like sat myself down and I was like, this ceremony isn't like immortalizing me as the Jewish person, you know, like nobody is really going to remember this that much, you know? Or it's not like forever. Yeah. It's not like, you know, your identity is something that's like your personal identity and like a ceremony wouldn't change mm-hmm. that if like say 20 years yeah. down the line, you it were like over time. You yeah. Know? So you, it's you have some, control over yeah. it. But yeah. It, and but, yeah. But it is a moment. So for just giving you another perspective on it, it is a moment when the gray beards in the room look at you and see the adult that you're going to be. Yeah. It's like a window into that adulthood. And I'm not even saying Jewishly. I'm just saying from a personhood Mm -hmm. place, Mm -hmm. because of all the work that's involved, because of the decisions that you have to make, all of those different pieces get us into, you know, that sense. And uh, let's be honest, middle school is is a a really complicated time. (laughs) I mean I have some regrets about just the fact that I did it in middle school you probably can't relate to this because you were 15 yeah yeah so I was like 12 or whatever when I made my talit and I decided (laughs) it was a good idea to put the words roadkill on it so now I have that's very edgy it's so edgy (laughs) but I think I kind of like it because it like cements who I was (laughs) <laughs> yeah. You know, and I'm I can look at that and be like, wow, I'm a different person now. <laughs> you know, like I really grew up a lot. It's a road, it's a marker uh, in time. Yeah. Yes, that's what I was trying to get at. It's like, and I think also, like, I think I really like my Talit and it's really beautiful too. That's I guess something that not everyone does, like the Talit making thing. Yeah. 
That was by far my favorite part. Yeah, that was my favorite part too, because I thought I could get really creative and I could get really excited about my bat mitzvah. Yeah, and I can look back at it and be like, this is sort of a time capsule to how I was in like 2014, 2014, 2015. Yeah. Yeah, and that's cool. And I really like that part of it. It's kind of like a documentation of it Mm -hmm. in a way. Definitely my favorite. My favorite part of my bar mitzvah was, like you said, Rabbi, about that adults like getting a view into your into who you're gonna be as an adult. Like I, I really liked giving that experience to my parents because my mom, especially like as a as a Jewish parent, really wanted to see that, and I think she she had that perspective when I didn't, and saw that value in the bar mitzvah, and I just couldn't understand it. So when I did decide to have it, I was really pleased because I could, I could see that they were having that experience and that that was valuable to them. So that was definitely like the best part. Yeah. It's like you gave, you gave them a gift. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I mean, I, mean, I, I many, made many, her wait, but <laughs> made best, her wait two years. The but. best gifts, you know, don't necessarily come on time. Uh, but, but I think it's, it's a window, it's a window in time. And it's also is a moment of transition for parents too. It's a moment where the letting go starts to happen, mm-hmm. right? The trust begins to, I mean, it's it, in a good relationship, it's always there, but it really uh, manifests at that moment because you've taken something on, which is, yeah. and you're taking responsibility for it. It's and, really an ordeal to prepare for well, it, it's an ordeal and it's, and it, and it puts things in your toolbox and it's something you can look back on and say, I accomplished all these things and some of them I will use again and some of them I won't. But the point is I did it. And at some point in the future, when you feel like you can't accomplish something, you will always have this, that you did this at this young age and got up in front of a community and you taught them and both of you. I can say with all honesty, you had something real to say, right? And it was yours. You. It, it was yours. It wasn't, you know, I didn't say, well, you know, Jasmine, I really think you should talk about this and not that. It, it was, it came from each of you from a real place. And that's, you'll never lose that. You'll always yeah. have that. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was like, like my home was a lot of work, but I also felt like, I actually was saying something and meaning things that I was saying, which was really cool. And it was like sort of, I, I was able to like personalize it a lot. And I thought that was really important. And it was like, it was a powerful ceremony. Like I think that my bat mitzvah or just like bar and bat mitzvahs in general. And that's what I was saying earlier. I don't know if I'm communicating that well right now, but (laughs) what I was, um, trying to say earlier is that like um the reason it's important to not take it lightly lightly and to really want to do it is because it's really powerful and it's like it's more powerful if you know why you're doing it and you really want to do it and you feel like it's a gift and you feel like it's like a transition period and you're really thinking about it and I think that a lot of what we did in our bat mitzvahs and like in Hebrew school sorry bat and bar mitzvahs and um Hebrew school was like helping us with that because I really thought a lot about what I was writing and like what I was saying 
And I thought that was really powerful. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's the exercise that I, that I do with every pre-bar bat mitzvah class. And that is, what does this mean to you? What does mm-hmm. it mean to your family? What does it mean to the community? And yeah. what's been interesting for me is seeing the development in the, in, among the, the classes of a deepening understanding of what it means to the community. And I think it is in part because uh, you guys have led the way. Uh, yeah. You've, yeah. Led, you've led the way and you provide an example for the younger kids to say, oh, if I do this, I'm going to be seen as a member of the community. Mm-hmm. which I don't know was true seven years ago, even though yeah. I wanted it to be true. I don't think people felt it, but I think now uh, because of the roles that you've taken on that other people have taken on over the years, it's like, Oh, once I do this, I'm going to be seen as a full participant and mm-hmm. the adults in the room are going to look at me a little differently. And that, I think that's a pretty big deal because I don't know where else that happens in your world. Yeah, yeah. I think I originally thought a bar mitzvah or a bat mitzvah was like an act of conformity. And, you know, like, yeah, you know what I mean? I thought it was like, yeah, I thought it was an act of conformity. And that really did not appeal to <laughs> 13-year-old Julian. Like, that just was not in his, you know, wasn't in my interest. And like you said about kind of like finding the meaning in it, in it and like exploring it. You know, I think if somebody had told me when I was 13 that the degree of power I would have over like the message I was going to give out and yeah, just the degree of like choice I was going to have in it, I probably would have had a bar mitzvah. Yeah. But I was kind of like, I never got that far to like have it explained to me and like, yeah, I kind of. And I didn't know that was your question, right? Part of it is. Yeah. Yeah. You have to know what the person's question. I don't think I really would have been that open to hearing it, but you know, I wish I would have been, but even if you had been like, look, Julian, like you can kind of, you, this is an opportunity to, to have a platform to like really share your thoughts. I probably would not have believed you. Yeah. That's (laughs) the thing. It's like, it's, it's a lot of people say that and they don't mean that. Like if you're in like school and they're like this, homework assignment is different or like this sort of how my school is <laughs> probably shouldn't leave this in so I don't get like expelled or something for saying that but like my school's like promise to everyone is that it's like you can't be an individual but it's really just the same so I feel like a lot of people experience that a lot yeah and then get jaded about it so you really have to like see that in like experience you know like to believe that you really do get to be you really do have choice. You get to be an individual. It's more about expressing your individuality than it is conforming to something. Like, I think it's kind of the opposite. Like, my experience with, like, bottom bar mitzvahs at Tehila has been, like, they're kind of the opposite of conformity because so much of it is, is about you as an individual, you know? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's, like, opposite of conformity because the opposite of conformity would probably be just, like, not following any societal norms or just, like, you know. But... It's not about like conforming to yeah for sure mold you know it's I, about I think that's a lot of what tequila is about yeah is being like an individual yeah which I like because the other 
like my friends, B'nai Mitzvahs or whatever that I went to, it was kind of just like an expensive, like to me, all right, this is going to sound super mean, but it seemed like an expensive waste of time because I don't know the, what I valued in my bar mitzvah at least wasn't there. You know, it was kind of just like a, a coming of age ceremony. Like you go up, you read whatever and you're done. Boom. And you get like a bunch of gifts. I just, that didn't really appeal to me because it seemed, it seemed empty of meaning. I don't want to say yeah. everybody's like everybody except that, my That's sort of what I've been yeah, that's sort of what I've been like wanting to express, but I didn't want to be mean about it. I don't think that like other people don't. I th- I don't. I think a lot of people do have vomits yeah. that are about who you are as an individual, like not about the party. But a lot of people have vomits that are more about like, oh, I get this party, you know. And yeah, that was yeah. just never something that I wanted because I don't know. It just wasn't something. I wasn't really exposed, like, growing up. I didn't really have a lot of... Like, you were Jewish already friends. a party animal, so you didn't... No, <laughs> no I just, like... <laughs> I totally wasn't. <laughs> I just, like, um, didn't know a lot of, like, that. I didn't really realize that, that was a thing because I didn't really know a lot of Jewish people. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, same. So, like, like, I didn't really get that until I was in middle school and, like, my middle school was more, like, I guess diverse wasn't really yeah. but there were more, like Jewish people there and like I realized about different people because I, I was at Tequila in elementary school so like I knew about that perspective but didn't uh, really realize yeah I'm gonna bring this to it to a close but uh, I'm sorry but, uh, no no don't be <laughs> sorry don't be sorry uh but uh, what I was gonna say is that um every community does this a little differently and it takes a while to shake out what it really you know, what the import of this is. And I've sort of referred somewhat obliquely to the fact that this is a developing ritual. I mean, it it hasn't stayed the same. And then if you realize that the Jewish community is a diverse community, every community is going to do this a little differently. But the thing that it has in common, I think, across all lines is that it is a moment of transition, that it is a moment of transformation, and uh, if you're lucky, your parents, as I said before, get a chance to get a, a window into who you're going to be. Mm-hmm. And for them, that's awesome. And then for a community to look at you and say, oh, my goodness, this person is now a member of this community. And how yeah. wonderful is that? Uh, that, that? Those are the best possible outcomes. I'm going to close there. I'm going to thank you both for your time. Thank and, you. And we're going to keep this conversation rolling. Rolling, rolling, rolling uh, on different topics. And uh, we're recording this shortly before Rosh Hashanah. So I'm going to wish you both a very sweet new year as the school year hasn't quite started yet. Um, the high holidays. <laughs> Don't, are mention Don't mention that. Don't mention that. I can't think Please. of a school right now. I still have two books to read. So. <laughs> on that note, I'll say good night and thank you very much. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Tehila Talks. For more information about Tehila, go to congregationtehila.org. Tune in next time when our teens continue to reflect on issues of the day through a Jewish lens.